Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, losing someone at any time is difficult, but even more so when you can't be with them physically to say goodbye. John Fitzgerald passed away in Limerick ICU at UHL at the end of January, and his family have set up a fundraiser to remember him. And on the line, we have his niece, Ellen, to tell us a bit more. Good morning to you, Ellen. Morning, how are you? Good, thank you. Uh, now, we have chatted a lot on this show, obviously, over the last few weeks about lockdown and the impact it's having on people and what's been happening in our local hospital. Unfortunately, it's very real for you and your family, isn't it? Tell us about uh, your Uncle John and um, what happened. Well, John went into the hospital um, on New Year's Day with coronavirus and um, he spent his last few weeks in the care of the staff and nurses in the ICU and he lost his fight to life on the 27th of January. Um, so it was obviously a very difficult time for his family and for John's funeral and uh, his family all around the world would have really wanted to be there but obviously couldn't because of the restrictions. So, you know, many of us had to attend the funeral online and it's just, you know, it was very difficult for everybody and the, we all wanted to do something to show the Fitzgeralds that you know we were there and that we were, wanted to be with them. So that's why we decided to do a fundraiser in John's name. Mm. And, we, and we'll chat about that in a, a moment. But uh, what sort of updates were the family getting uh, when John was in ICU? Um, they, uh, I spoke. I spoke to his daughter, and she was saying that. They couldn't have been more incredibly helpful in the ICU. They were talking through every step of the way about John's condition and, you know, it really helped them to understand what was going on and, you know, they gave him every chance to to pull through and unfortunately he just didn't make it. Yes, and I suppose... The point being that we hear about the statistics a lot. You know, we hear the daily case numbers from the public health emergency team about uh, the number of deaths. Um, But it's only when it comes to your door, perhaps, that you really understand it. Yeah, and um, when it does come to your door, you realise the the significance of each and every number is the whole family affected. It's the loved one gone and, you know, done. Son, one of his sons lives in Perth and, you know, was on FaceTime the whole time through the whole process. And, um, you know, you just realise the impact it's having on the family and the people. So it makes it very, very real when when you're seeing it firsthand. Uh, in the last week and few days of John's life, technology did play a part in connecting the family to him as best it could. Definitely. Like I just said with Matt, uh, with his son in Perth, uh, he was there every time the family were able to be with him. And it was incredible that they were able to do that. And, you know, Mark felt very much a part of it and felt very much with them, even though he couldn't be there in person. So technology is, it really was key to keep the families to, you know, feel like they were together during the time. At the moment, everywhere feels far away because of the restrictions, but Perth, Australia is always far away, and especially in tragic circumstances like this. Absolutely. And, you know, we all just felt for Mark not being able to, we felt ourselves, we wish we could have gone to the funeral and just uh, hug the family. 
So I can only, I can't even begin to imagine what Mark went through in Perth, which is why, you know, we came up with the idea then to virtually walk to Perth. And we have some sense as well of the pressure that they're under uh, at University Hospital Limerick and in the ICU over the last few weeks with, with this latest surge. Oh, it's incredible the, what the staff are facing every day. And the Fitzgerald, you know, they can't say enough. They literally don't have the words to express their gratitude to the staff that are under so much pressure every day, but still offer so much support to the families and to the patients in the ICU with them. You know, they're never too busy to give the time to support the people around them. So it's incredible. But yes, they have they have seen firsthand how challenging the work is for the frontline staff at the moment. We're chatting to Ellen, who is John Fitzgerald's niece, and John passed away in ICU at University Hospital Limerick at the end of January. Tell us then about the way that you're paying tribute to John. So we decided we wanted to show the family you know, how much we could get together, even though we can't be with them physically, and how much we, John meant to everybody and how much they mean to us. So we came up with the idea of a virtual walk to Perth from John's hometown, Kokora, because we know that that's the first place he would have wanted to go once the restrictions had been lifted because his new baby grandson was born in Perth during lockdown and he never had the opportunity to see him. So we decided as a family we would take on that journey virtually, uh, which is 15,051 kilometres. So we spoke to the Fitzgeralds and asked them what charity they would like to benefit from us. And straight away they said definitely the frontline staff, the workers and the patients in the ICU department in, in University Hospital in Limerick. So we started off by downloading an app and we were hoping that enough people would come on board that we would manage to get to our target to Perth. And we have this morning reached 100 people walking to Perth with us, which is absolutely brilliant. Um, we set up the fundraiser this day last week and we, our target was €5,000 and we hit that by lunchtime on the first day and we couldn't believe it and it just showed us the support that I suppose um, John had and that the fundraiser had for people in the ICU. So we raised the um, target again to 10000 and we reached that by dinner time. So we then decided to put the target at 20000 and because we know the support is there for the staff and we just want to do as much as we can for them. Mm. Uh, I'm even tired looking at the figure here of 15,000 kilometres <laughs> to yeah. cover between here and Perth. We have done really well, actually, so far. We've gone um, 3,500 kilometres in a week, which is brilliant, because we've got to the end of March. Our target is the end of March, so I think we're going to hit it before that. And uh, you can find out more about it, uh, Our Journey for John on Facebook, is that right? That's right, yes. And there's a link to our GoFundMe page on that Facebook page as well. And then I suppose the rituals that we have taken for granted up to well, March of last year, you know, the ability to be close to somebody when they're close to passing away or when they pass away, the way we deal with grief here, the fact that although for some people it has been the case for all sorts of other reasons, that they haven't been able to get home to funerals. In, in the majority of cases, it's been possible, but not anymore. And, and all that solidarity that happens in a community, none of that is there now. Well, it, 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 it's harder to show us. And the thing is, it is still there. 
And that's why, along with this fundraiser, we set up a Facebook page and we've invited everybody who's taken part to upload pictures to show that we are still there in solidarity with the sisters, with, you know, going through this terrible time. And we've had family from France, from Perth, obviously, and from um, England, from America, all sharing pictures, and as well as all around Ireland as well. And it's really just bringing us all closer, and we're sharing our pictures with the hashtag, Our Journey for John. And it's just bringing us virtually closer together, which is the only way we can do at the moment. What sort of fellow was John Fitzgerald? Oh, if you ask anybody, um, he was just extremely kind man, smiling all the time. Uh, a really, really great grandfather. And, you know, he's got one little grandson in Limerick called Kai, and they were best friends. He, Kai is three, and, you know, they they have a really special bond. Um, he's a real family man, and very young at heart, very um, fit and healthy, and very active. And what would your message be to our listeners, you know, who have been working so hard for so long now, we're coming up to a year, um, we know Valentine's Day is coming uh, this uh, Sunday, we hear from the Taoiseach that uh, there won't be a normal Easter, uh, there won't be a normal St. Patrick's Day. And you know, people are really finding it difficult, especially in this lockdown, the sacrifices yeah. that they're making. Well, what would you say to them you know, with the family having experienced what you have? Um, I would say just keep going the way you're going, keep listening to the restrictions. And you know, the important thing is that you want to make sure that your family are safe. And you know, the best way to do that now is by staying away from them, unfortunately, at the moment. But, you know, the... That the vaccines are coming, you know, the lockdown schools are reopening slowly, but you know, we're all heading in the right direction. So we just need to keep going the way we're going and following the rules for now. And Ellen, I mean, in the months of initial lockdown and all the talk of the COVID uh, um, problem and the pandemic, until it came directly to the Fitzgerald's door, was your perception of it very different? I knew, I think we all knew how serious it was. But I think like everything, it hits you much harder and the reality of it hits you much harder once you see a loved one going through it and your family members going through it. It just, like you said earlier, once it's on your doorstep, it just makes everything uh, a lot more real. But, you know, we always followed restrictions. We know know the importance of it. Um, And it does get harder as the months go on. But, you know, I think when when something like this happens, when you lose somebody who, who was so healthy and full of life, it just makes us more important to continue to listen to the guidelines. Yeah, and we keep the fingers crossed for the vaccine as well, don't we? Yes, absolutely, yeah. Okay, well listen, may John Fitzgerald rest in peace. Um, Ellen, um, his niece, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. So you can find out more about this great fundraiser on Facebook at Our Journey for John and there's also a link to the GoFundMe page uh, there. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us this morning. We do appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. It's brilliant. Thanks, Ellen. Thank you. Bye now. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.